This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Hello and welcome to the program. I'm Sterling Fox. In just a few minutes, John Carlson and David Mater will join us with a fresh Vancouver market real estate update and lots more on the 1% Realty Story. But first, here are some of the top consumer stories we're following this week. We had our first test of the new emergency text alert system this week on Wednesday afternoon across B.C. and Western Canada along with the Maritime Provinces. Quebec had theirs yesterday. Ontario's will be in early May. This is all part of a new Canada-wide system going into effect next month. The people at Alert Ready will then issue a tone to all smartphone users in the country, followed by a text message describing the nature of the alert. There will be at least one test alert per year, and all the others should contain important messages. All smartphones capable of Wi-Fi will receive the alerts about issues like forest fires or natural disasters or other civic emergencies. Apparently, we passed our test with flying colors this week. That signal tone is impossible to miss. Another recall in the news this week, and this time not about cars. This one is about smoke detectors made by KID, of which there are about 40,000 in Canada. The problem is a cap left on one of the detector sensors in the manufacturing process, which leaves the detector unable to do its job. The units affected were sold between September 2016 and January of this year at various retailers and online and cost between 20 and 40 bucks. If you have one of these kid smoke detectors in your place, the company says all you need to do is look through the slots on the side and see if there's a yellow cap. If there is, contact kid the manufacturer immediately to receive instructions and request a free replacement smoke alarm. Do not try to remove the yellow cap yourself and don't remove the detector until the replacement arrives. If there's no yellow cap visible, then your smoke detector is good to go. Are you one of those Canadians who has vowed not to visit the USA until President Trump is out of office? Well, we sure heard a lot of rumbling to that effect after the election, and we still do to some extent, but not everyone here has bought in. New numbers this week from Washington include visits to the U.S. are indeed down from previous years, a Trump slump in foreign visitors, except for Canadians. Despite all the calls for boycotts and some travel plan cancellations, Canadian visits to America were up almost 5% last year, and that's a turnaround from three years of declining numbers and includes a weaker Canadian dollar, too. Tourism is America's second largest industry, and the overall drop-off in foreign visits, minus Canadians, represents a loss of $4.5 billion in spending by visitors. There's a new effort being put together by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce to reverse that trend for this year. The digital storage company Dropbox had its first day on the New York Stock Exchange yesterday, and it was a good day for them. The San Francisco company, which is a backup system for documents, photos, and videos, and which serves 500 million users, offered over 26 million shares at an opening price of 21 bucks each. Well, that didn't last long at all, as shares ended the day on NASDAQ up 
over 35% to close at 28.48. Not all new tech offerings on the stock exchange have as good a day as Dropbox, which competes with giants like Google, Microsoft, and Amazon, and all of their stocks have had just a horrible week. Why? Can you say Facebook? We've all heard drivers test horror stories before, but you'll probably want to add this one to your list. A 17-year-old would-be driver was taking her road test in Buffalo, Minnesota this week when she accidentally crashed into the building of the exam office. Apparently, to start the test, she put her car into drive instead of reverse and hit the gas. The vehicle lurched over a curb and smashed into the front wall of the exam building. The driver was okay. Okay, the examiner was taken to the hospital for a checkup. The building took significant damage, too. No charges will be filed. Police think she'll do much better next time, if there is to be one. Those are some of the stories we're following this week. We'll have a few more later in the show, and producer Ben will have another duly noted feature as well. Stay with us. The pros from 1% Realty are up next with a fresh market update and lots more on local real estate. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. And welcome back to the program. I'm Sterling Fox, joined in studio by John Carlson, Personal Real Estate Corporation, and David Mader, Personal Real Estate Corporation, the pros from 1% Realty, back on CKNW. Guys, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Sterling. Hi, Sterling. It's good to see you both. It's been a couple of weeks since you paid us a visit. What's going on in Vancouver, Metro Vancouver real estate these days? Well, Dave and I were just talking about how busy we've been in the last couple of weeks. The market is definitely moving. Yeah, no question. Uh, John and I, over the last uh, couple of weeks since our last show, I think we have done something like eight or nine deals together um, for properties that have either firmed up with a firm sale mm-hmm. or have pending deals coming together. And so um, certainly, you know, we're right in the middle of the spring market. It's uh, March heading into April. There's lots of buyers out there, lots of sellers coming out of the woodwork. Great time to list a property. And John, you've described this in previous shows. The spring is probably the most active home buying portion of the year, followed by fall next, but we're getting busy now. Yes, absolutely. The spring market's uh, traditionally the best market, and uh, Dave and I are really noticing that the market is waking up now. Um, So I'm finding new listings hitting. I'm finding an upswing in demand in a lot of the areas Dave and I work. Mm -hmm. You know, as as we've mentioned before, Dave and I tend to work in Maple Ridge and Pitt Meadows and Mission, Coquitlam, Tri-Cities, Langley, areas like that, young urban family type areas. And those areas are starving for good listings. And, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks has been fantastic. Dave and I are finding that we're starting to run out of listings because we're selling so many. And uh, that's good news in and of itself. But as we'll get into a little bit later, not only are we selling these properties, but we are saving people significant amounts of money when they sell, compared to some of the other commission rates they've been quoted by other agents. Interesting. Now, Dave, one of the reasons I would assume that spring is such a busy time of year is because the young families that John was just talking about have decided it's time to move. They time it to uh, coordinate with the end of the school year, and they want to be in their new place in time for the next school year in the fall. 
Yeah, well, I think that's part of it for sure. You know, and I think too, it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Everybody knows the spring market is the busy time of year. Everybody right. knows it's the best time of year to sell. So a lot of folks, they just wait for spring, you know, and they say, oh, well, I'm thinking about selling. It's November, but maybe I should just wait a couple of months and maybe I'll get a better, better price. The reality is, is that's what happens sometimes in a given market in any given year. Often the greatest price increases that we see are kind of front end loaded to the front part of the year. Um, you know, to pick up on something that, that John was saying uh, just a minute ago, um, you know, between the eight or nine deals or so that we've done in the last couple of couple of weeks, we just tallied this up before the show. We're looking at um, somewhere around a $90,000 savings in commission that John and I have helped clients get, um, you know, should all the deals that we've done over the last couple of weeks alone firm up mm-hmm. um, compared to what they may have paid had they listed with another brokerage charging, you know, substantially more than us. So if you got nine deals and uh, over $90,000 in savings, that's an average, John, of $10,000 per deal that the seller simply gets to keep in the bank. I'll have to get my calculator out, but yeah, that sounds about I right. should never do live math on the radio, <laughs> yeah, right. but I think I'm pretty close. I think you're close, yeah. And actually, that that statistically speaking, that's right on. When Dave and I looked at what we did last year, uh, 2017, and you know, we do a fair bit of, a fair bit of volume. When we looked at all of the people that worked with us when they sold their home and we compared the commission that was paid by our sellers to, you know, what is typically the most common, I guess, rate you could say out there, you know, there's no set commission rates and they do vary, but the most common rate you generally hear would be 7% of the first hundred thousand dollars of your sale price plus two and a half percent of the balance of the sale price. That's, that's fairly common. You bet. Yeah. So when we looked at that, we sat down, we did a little bit of math, broke out the calculator. And we found out that on average, I mean, this is everybody from a $200,000 property to a you know, $2 million property. On average, our clients saved $10,000 compared to working with, with a more typical commission rate. And so that's one thing that we really pride ourselves on. We get the job done. We help people achieve their goals, but we leave them with a lot more money in their pocket than they might have had had they worked with somebody else. Well, Dave, let's let's dive into that a little bit. Let's get down to the nuts and bolts of why people get to save with John and Dave. That's the name of the website, savewithjohnanddave.com, and it's true. So the 1% realty business model is really what this is all about. That that's it, right? So um, to fill the the details in for the folks out there who may not have heard us before, or may not be familiar with our model, um, you know, we're fully licensed, full service. Uh, agents. We're realtors just like other realtors. The difference is just that we charge less than the quote typical rate. Now, mm-hmm. there's, there's no set rate, like John was saying. There's no mm-hmm. set rate out there, but what's really common is 7% on the first 100,000 and 2.5% on the balance. Right. What we do instead is we charge a flat rate. So it's $79.50 for anything under $700,000 and 1% of the sale price plus $950 for anything over 700000 So just a couple of examples, right? Someone selling that, uh, say, a condo in Coquitlam for $600,000, right? Um, our commission, $79.50. Um, if you're paying seven and two and a half with one of our competitors, you're looking somewhere around nineteen five or so. So you're looking around eleven or $12,000 savings. Even more than the 10 grand average, Which yeah. is substantial, right? Yeah, and, you bet. And, you know, the million-dollar property, it doesn't take much to get up to a million bucks. Not in days. Metro Vancouver. No, it doesn't, right? Our commission, 1% of a million, which is $10,000, I think. That's right, John. I think so. I'll get the calculator. You get the calculator out. Uh, plus nine fifty, so that's about eleven grand for us versus mm-hmm. almost dollars $30,000 $30, with one of the other guys. So you're looking around nineteen twenty thousand dollars $20,000 savings plus taxes. S- substantial. And for that, John, everything that we do is just like what they do. 
right? Absolutely. And people always say, gee, you know, what's the catch? That doesn't sound believable. I can't believe that you could save people that much money. And I often will say, yeah, well, if you don't believe that, then how about this? Not only would you save you money, we do everything the other guys do and sometimes even more. We've got 3D map tours. We've got professional photographs. We announce listings on the radio to the CKNW audience. We Mm -hmm. do the open houses. And Dave and I are each two of the top selling realtors in greater Vancouver. So the savings is part of it. But the savings means nothing if you don't provide a really good service and you don't represent your client. The savings would mean nothing. So we combine savings and we get the results. And that's what Dave and I are really proud about. And that's why we're here on the radio to let people know if you're thinking of selling, you know anybody thinking of selling, and you're saying to yourself, gee, my neighbor sold in a week and paid a commission that seemed kind of outrageous. Right, right. Are there any options out there? What can we do? We don't want to do that. Well, I think that's a growing trend out there in the public when, they, when they're thinking of real estate. We're here to let people know, go to our website, give us a call. We can show you how this is done. We do it over and over and over. We've done it, what, Dave, at least a thousand times in our careers in terms of- A thousand times. Well, that's several hundred times. times well, no, it, I, it's, oh, it, yeah, no, it Dave's yeah. trying to be modest and, and failing badly. <laughs> uh, they do have. Because these yeah. two guys sitting across the desk from me, friends, have sold well over a thousand homes combined over the years. Uh, and uh, uh, we're in the President's 1% Club for 2017, representing being in the top 1% of all realtors in British Columbia. Uh, again, active in the marketplace, uh, very busy uh, in uh, all areas of Metro Vancouver. Uh, and John, uh, uh, talking about the, the 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 levels of commission that people are paying versus the 1% thing, you hear this all the time because the cynic in all of us says, look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty well-conditioned consumer here. Mm-hmm. If I'm paying less for something, what's the catch? There has to be something less for paying less. So you hear this all the time. What's the counter to that? Well, I will be the first to admit that usually there is a catch. Yeah. You know, if if I'm buying a car and uh, someone's selling a car for $30,000, a Toyota Camry, wonderful. But I go to another place and they're charging $15,000. You better believe I know there's a catch Uh, because nobody can cut that much margin out of a car or other products. But I want listeners to really think about this. If you imagine a a real estate commission, let's just say uh, through one of these other companies, a $30,000 commission. I'm just picking that out of thin air, but it's quite typical in in common in price ranges in greater Vancouver. People might pay a $30,000 commission. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then imagine that house sells in a week doesn't always happen. Sometimes a few days, sometimes a month. Are you telling me there's not enough margin in there to do just as good a job and charge significantly less? This is the real estate industry we're in. So we're not selling widgets where there's a a 1% markup. We are working in an industry where if you're an efficient agent, you're an agent that works on volume, you can do everything that you need to do to get a property sold and charge less money and still be successful. And, you know, just to pick up on that, um, you know, I think really what's really central to understanding why our business model works so well is because uh, you have to understand exactly what it takes to actually get a property sold, Mm -hmm. right? It's it's not about commissions. You throw a large commission at a property that's not priced right or it doesn't show well, well that's not going to get a property sold. The buyer doesn't care how of much commission not. is being thrown at the buyer's agent. That's right. Well, what, what does the buyer care? Is right? this the house for me or not? Exactly. That's right, right? Buyers care about the same thing anybody would care about. If they're looking for a property, they care about is the property in the right neighborhood? Is it beside the right school? Is it beside the right parks? You know, <clears throat> Does it have the right uh, hardwood floors and the right number of bedrooms? That's what buyers care about. Buyers don't care about commissions. Sure. Generally, 
generally speaking, that's just the truth of the matter. And so, you know, what we do at 1% Realty, uh, we make sure that your property is priced right. We advertise it just like all the other guys advertise at MLS, Realtor.ca, and so on and so forth. Um, we do open houses. We market your property as best as it needs to be marketed. We help you entertain offers. We get your property sold often, you know, in this market in multiple offer situations. The point being is that the property sells, the client generally just walks away with commission savings compared to what they might otherwise pay, right? Right, right. exactly. And, 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 you know, something, John, we've talked about before in the show is like, you know, because it's it's the, uh, what we get asked all the time is, you know, what's the catch? You know, we were talking about that a second ago. I just asked the same what, question. Okay. You bet. Put it, put it this way. What if in a given neighborhood, uh, Maple Ridge or Coquitlam or Vancouver or whatever, say uh, a, a 10 block square uh, neighborhood, um, everybody in that little neighborhood decided to list with 1% Realty. W- what would happen? I mean, do we actually think all of a sudden no properties are going to sell in that neighborhood? Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think, right? People are still going to want to have a look in that neighborhood. Um, you know, buyers are still going to want to see it. They're going to drive around. They're going to ask their agents to take them and show and show the property. And if buyers like the property, they're going to buy it. The fact that everybody's listed with 1% realty or another company that's charging significantly less isn't going to make any difference to the desirability of that property. Exactly, yeah. The, the point being... The property sells itself in a sense as long as it's marketed competently by competent agents. That's just the reality. Interesting stuff. Now, John, you were talking about uh, earlier about spring being a busy time of year. And a lot of people have actually kind of been sitting on the wings waiting for this. And and so suppose now we were going to sell last fall, maybe October, November. Yes. And, you know, okay, things just didn't work out right for whatever reason. And now, okay, no problem. We'll wait till spring. It's always best in the spring anyway. But we've got a number from last October or November when we had a serious conversation with a realtor uh, professional about what, what we might be able to get right is yes. that number that we got last fall still uh, an accurate uh, viable number for spring 2018 i sure wouldn't want to hang my hat on it i can tell you that i mean look at all the changes that have that have hit our industry in the last little while yes we have a very robust real estate market we have a lot of uh, demand uh, but financing rules have changed. Mm-hmm. Taxes have changed. We've That's got a new right. government in. There's all kinds of new policies. Uh, certain segments of the market have soared. If you look at uh, the affordable segments and condominiums over the last six months, statistically, boom, they've gone way up. Supply has dried up and demand is high. Whereas other segments might have remained more stable. Maybe even the very high-end stuff might even have come down a little bit. So. Right. You always want to get an up-to-date evaluation right at the point you're going to hit the market, and that's where Dave and I can help you. Save with John and Dave. Our phone number's there. There's a button you can click. You can email us. You can say, hey, we want to sell. We want to save some money. We want good agents. Come and see us. Just to illustrate that point, you know, you're talking about is an evaluation in the fall good in the spring? Um, Very quick story. Uh, I was dealing with a a sale of a property I wasn't personally involved in, but I was helping a client uh, in that building. And um, this, there was this unit in a building in Maple Ridge. Uh, I believe it had sold for uh, 275 in November. The buyers moved in in January, but decided, you know what, this isn't the building for us. Uh They put it on the market January. So we're talking two months later, I think it sold for 315. Um, and another unit just like that listed a month or so later went for like 345. And we're talking like, you know, huge difference in the span of a couple of months. Wow. So no question, make sure you get an update evaluation called John or I, and uh, we'd be happy to help you. Yeah, the number is 604-265-8280. Let me do that again a little more clearly. 604-265-8280. Or check out the website, savewithjohnanddave.com, uh, right out there on the top 
top of the front page is that green bar and button to press to request that all-important free market evaluation. Find out what you're worth in spring 2018. Lots more coming up after the news on Vancouver Consumer. Consumer on 980 CKNW on this first weekend of spring. I'm Sterling Fox, joined in studio by John Carlson and David Mater, the pros from 1% Realty, back in studio. Uh, gentlemen, it is the spring. It is the busiest real estate activity time of the year. You guys, oh my gosh, we, we, we last saw each other two weeks ago on this radio program. And in that two-week period, you two have been just going flat out. Tell us what you've been up to, because it sounds you mentioned earlier, what, eight or nine sales or pending deals. That's a lot of activity. It's a lot of good news, Sterling. And this is the <laughs> Vancouver so. Consumer Show. That's so right. We want to give consumers good news and show them you know, maybe what we're up to. But uh, since, again, last couple of weeks, uh, Dave mentioned prior to the break that uh, you know it's good to get an evaluation again, because particularly the condo market and the affordable markets have soared. I got a call from a lady I'd never met before who had talked to other agents and uh, was looking to sell her condo in Maple Ridge, by the way, which is a super hot market right now. If you're oh, out right, in Maple okay. Ridge and you're, and you're thinking of selling your home, give us a call right away because we need to talk. Uh, but we went and met uh, a lady at, uh, with a, with a two-bedroom condo in Maple Ridge. The previous sales in November were high threes, 389, 395. We listed at 450, sold within a week. Seller's incredibly happy. And in that price range, just to let you know, I want to congratulate Darlene, by the way. Thank you for calling me. Thanks for letting me represent you. It was fantastic. It ended too soon in a lot of ways. It was a lot of fun, but I think she's happy. And she saved. Compared to the seven and two and a half business model, which is, you know, there are different business models, but this is the predominant one. Right, sure. So all of my examples are going to be compared to seven and two and a half model. She's coming out of it with an extra $7,600 in her pocket compared to these other agents she talked to. So she had an agent that knew the market well enough to help her price it where it should be, which was a little bit surprising, quite frankly, when they looked, she looked back at the previous sales. And we got a little bit lucky too, got the right buyer right away. She saved money. She's happy. This is a process that Dave and I want to repeat again and again and again. So if you're in Maple Ridge with a condo, you're wondering what it might be worth, you're thinking of selling, I suggest that uh, you might want to give us a call. Check out our website, Save with John and Dave. Now, it's one of the reasons, John, that Maple Ridge is so hot these days simply because of the fact that it is still, relatively speaking, to the rest of the lower mainland, affordable. That's a, a big part of it. I, I, you know, I like to joke around a little bit when I'm with people and, you know, and doing evaluations in Maple Ridge where I live and, and have lived and went to school and know quite well. I tell people, you know, the reason Maple Ridge is so hot right now is that a lot of people who 10 years ago never would have set foot in Maple Ridge are coming to buy homes there. Why? Because they're young families. They mm-hmm. need a yard. They want to be close to the school. They need affordability. Maybe they're first-time buyers, and they can't afford to step into a Burnaby, Vancouver market, that kind of thing. Sure. So supply is always somewhat limited in a community like that, and the demand is strong. The buyers are like a like a herd of cattle grazing in an affordability field, and once all that grass is chewed they gotta up, move on. they got to move to the next field. Sure. And, and so Maple Ridge is one of those destinations that's been very hot, supplies limited, and uh, that's how we were able to, you know, uh, give the right advice to Darlene, and I'm very happy that she's happy. And back to the evaluation point for a second, if you would, Dave. Again, I'm looking at savewithjohnanddave.com. Experience, savings results, comprehensive services, award-winning results. Why pay more, you ask? And then you get to click on Request Free Market Evaluation right there at the top of the homepage. How what kind of t- what kind of timeline, David, is acceptable for? Well, we just had an evaluation. Come on, what do we need a new one for? How recently would that last evaluation still be 
alive and still be uh, viable in today's rapidly changing marketplace. Sure. Well, we talked about the condo just before the break, right? That sold in November for, you know, 275 and then resold a couple months later in January for uh, 315 Again, not my listing in a different building entirely. Right. But, um, you know, realistically, especially with this uh, very, very busy uh, condo and townhome market that we find ourselves in. You're talking about a fresh evaluation on a monthly basis. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah realistically. Good like, to know, friends. Like, you don't know this stuff until you hear it from the pros. Yeah, well, I mean, just uh, to, to illustrate that, like uh, there's one of the deals that we've just done. Uh, it's pending currently. Uh, we took a condo listing. Um, it was very quick, actually. We got a call on Wednesday. This is just about a week and a half ago. And uh, I went out there to talk to the guy and it's vacant and he was going to be moving across the country. And he said, okay, we needed it listed right away and I said well how about let's 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 put it up on Monday the following Monday so no no I just want it on the market right away I said are you sure because you know we like to come out, have it come out on Monday be available on the market for a few days do an open house you know maybe hold off offers that kind of thing no no I want it on the market Drop right away I got let's okay. get it done so so John and I we have direct access to MLS so we can load listings ourselves and so we got the listing on the market on Thursday morning uh, we did some viewings right away had an open house on the weekend um, had uh, Three offers come in on Monday. Um, you know the day that you would have started the. That's listing. right. That's right. And so, and just to put it into perspective, um, in this building, the last sale of a similar unit, although not in quite as good a location, uh, was around the three hundred mark. That's where we listed it, and we ended up getting multiples. And I can't talk about price, but let's just say the seller is very, very happy. Okay. Right. Um, and so that sale, that most recent sale, was just about two weeks ago. I think, mm-hmm. um, and you know, we got you know something where the seller is really, really pleased with, and so you know, in this changing market, you really got to look at most recent numbers. And, and John, I know you want to jump in, but I'm dying to know yeah. how much you saved the seller in that particular deal. In that price range, um, we're talking again around a three hundred thousand dollar condo. So you're looking between four and five thousand dollars savings after taxes, uh, four and five grand, which is of course substantial, right? Uh, to take a trip to Mexico or do whatever you want, or, take the family you know, to, or, or just be able to afford the move. You know, no I, I, I right. moved a whole lot in my career in my lifetime, and nothing ever costs what you think it's going to cost. John, it always costs more to move. So if you can save some money on the sale of the house and help yourself with your own move and not go into into the red just to move or change postal codes, so much the better. It's big. Taxes, moving expenses, they're not getting any less. But what Dave and I do is we give people some relief from those sort of things. And while we're on the topic of evaluations, I thought I'd just give people just one other little point to consider. An evaluation is an opinion. When people come to me and ask me you know, for an evaluation, I sit down with them and I tell them right off the bat, I'm not the market. I don't decide what homes sell for, but a good agent should know the market well enough to be able to give you good advice in where and how to position your home price-wise right. based on your personal needs and strategy and what you're offering to the market. So with that in mind, even if you had a, an evaluation yesterday, you might want to give Dave and I a call. Why? Well, the average agent sells somewhere around six homes. Uh, I'd looked at my numbers for last year and I was involved in 81 sales last year. Whose opinion do you think would carry more weight? Someone who sold six homes or someone who sold 81 homes last year? The point I'm making is savings and all that stuff aside, what you really want is you want the representation of a professional who knows how to position. And then also when the offers come in, how to defend your price. When the counter is going back and forth and you've got an offer and a counter offer, 
it's not good enough just to throw another number at the other buyer. You as the seller, you have to back that up. You have to know how to say, this is why this house is worth what we're asking and you know, take it or leave it. If you like it, that's wonderful. But here's the reason why. I, my theory is this. You'll never convince a buyer to pay more than they think a property's worth. You bet. But you can convince them and show them why it's worth what you're asking. And these are the kind of skill sets that good agents like Dave and I bring to the table in addition to the savings we provide. And you know, Dave, there are a lot of people who are sitting on you know what they consider to be the top of the mountain. This is the, the home that I've always dreamed of, but it's time to sell and move on. But you know, this is such an exquisite piece of property, it will basically sell itself. All I need to do is hang out a sign and there'll be a lineup at my front door. It's never that easy, is it? Well, uh, you know, the the I think the way to answer that is that each property is different and requires its own strategy. I mean, you're looking at uh, some properties that are, you know, say in the, the higher price points. In the higher price points, you may use a different strategy pricing strategy and offer strategy than you would for a condo in a lower price point, right? Of course, yeah. I mean, ju- just as an example, right, going back to what we were talking about a minute ago, that condo that uh, I listened, we got a deal on, we're in multiple offers, right? Um, you know, it's in a, a very affordable price point, hot, hot market, right. uh, tons of buyers, right, in that $300,000 price range. And so we made a decision to look at offers at a particular day and time. We set a day and time, it's a deadline, we're looking at offers that day and time. The reason why some sellers may want to do that is because then you're creating uh, an environment where you're trying to attract multiple offers. If you get multiple offers, buyers competing against each other, but they don't know anything about what the other offers are. Often they just throw numbers out that, you know, you may not have been able to get uh, had you just had that one offer, right? right? So um, that's the one strategy. But, you know, another listing, uh, we just got a deal on last night, actually. I was up until fairly late getting this deal done. Um, it was a more expensive property. Um, and because it it was in an area, it was a detached home, really nice kind of executive style home, um, really nice property, but we made the decision not to hold on and wait for offers until a particular time and day because we knew in that segment it wasn't as busy, it wasn't as robust a market, there weren't going to be as many buyers. Right. And so if we found that right buyer, we didn't want to keep them waiting, we wanted to jump on it. And as a result, we got a, a deal done. It was only on the market after a couple of days, two, three days. Um, you know, Again, we can't talk about price or anything, but the sellers are really happy. Deal is not going to firm up until uh, next week. But you know, just a really good illustration of how you're looking at two totally different strategies for two totally different properties and two totally different markets. And that's why it's important to have a, an experienced agent like John or I to, to come in and give you a fresh perspective. John, uh, in, in, just to follow up on, on Dave's point about single family detached houses, particularly the higher priced ones, mind you, they're all higher priced in Metro Vancouver. There's no such thing as an inexpensive single family detached home. You're right. But if you've got one, and you've been thinking about selling, but now you're looking at the marketplace and you're going, well, geez, maybe I'm not going to get peak dollar like I might have last fall. So maybe I'm just going to wait until things come back around again. That could be a fairly fatal strategy, could it not? Well, I just don't know. Um, and the- neither does the seller, right? Right. They're just taking a shot in the dark, aren't they? And there is a limit to what kind of advice a good agent can give. I mean, we can talk what the market is. We can tell you what the market value is. We can give our impressions of what the market is doing what might happen. But as you know, you cannot really project too far into the future without without trying to become some sort of a, you know, a profit. And that's not what we try to do. No, no, no. You're too busy. We lay it out there and we tell people, you know, what to go. But having said that, 
some of the high-end markets have maybe declined a bit. But again, going back to Port Coquitlam, Maple Ridge, Mission, these are areas that we work quite heavily in. Uh, I've got something coming up. In fact, I'm going there today. I'm going to have a new listing coming up in West Maple Ridge with a basement suite, five-bedroom home, big lot. There's not many of them out there. So if you're looking for something like that, go to my website, give us a call. Uh, but uh, you know, I can't predict the future, but I can tell you that actually the market is quite strong right now with the lack of good inventory in a lot of the areas I've been working. Right. And I, I guess it's an inventory reality too, isn't it, David, that uh, regardless of, of whether prices are flat or off a little or up a little, if there aren't very many places for sale, that also changes the market dynamic, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, it's really all about supply and demand. It yeah, always has been. Exactly. You know, uh, last show, we talked about stats. We're not going to talk about stats too much today. But, you know, uh, we did see sales volumes go down um, last month, Feb- uh, last February, compared to previous February. Sure, yeah. And... Um, at the same time, prices didn't go down, right? Uh, we saw fewer properties being sold, but there were also fewer properties being listed. Exactly. And that's the issue, isn't it? Like, there's uh, maybe a little bit less demand than there was, but there's also a smaller supply, and that's keeping prices high. It's really keeping things buoyant. So right? the ratio, as long as the ratio <laughs> remains roughly the same, so does everything else in terms of supply and demand. Yeah, kind of, right? And, and so that's why we're still seeing a hot, hot, hot condo townhome market affordable detached properties, if there are some affordable detached properties out there, um, those are still moving really well. There's no question about it. Um, And that's why you do want to have an up-to-date market evaluation because the market is constantly changing. It's usually for the better, at least it has been for the better for sellers uh, over the last several months. John, I don't know the latest, very latest number, but the influx of newcomers to Metro Vancouver is at a constant rate of about 5,000 people a month. Really? Well, people are still moving to Metro Vancouver for any number of reasons. So the demand is, is fairly constant all the time. Yes, uh, we've been lucky to have a, a good, strong market. And from from the point of a seller's point of view, and from a realtor's point of view, yes, there's good demand. There's product out there, and when when the product is priced properly and positioned properly, it sells. As evidenced by the last couple of weeks, I've had. If you don't mind, some some listeners want to know how does this really translate into to the real world, and how you know. So I'd lo- I want to give you a few stories, just very quickly. A couple of good examples would be helpful. Okay, since I saw you last two weeks ago, I worked with a fellow maybe a couple months ago. He said, John, I loved it. I'm going to refer you to everybody I know. I got a call. Hey, I want to refer you to somebody. Turns out this is a guy I used to play basketball with 30 years ago. So I met him. He had an investment property out in, in Langley. Uh, he had a couple of valuations. It was, you know, a little condo. It was just over 400000 So I was able to work for him. We just got the deal done this week. And the savings compared to other commission rates was about $7,800. So not only was I able to rekindle an old friendship, meet a guy I hadn't met in a lot of time, but I got to do a good job for him and put a lot of money in his pocket. All right. And uh, did you revive your basketball uh, uh, court uh, activity as well? Shoot a few hoops in the process, John? Uh, I think he would probably be able, me not so much. <laughs> but again, uh, it's interesting how paths continue to cross as life goes on. That's right. And you were able to help this former rival put a little extra dough in his pocket. Yeah. And just so just to summarize, in the last couple of weeks, there's my buddy Cam. 
Saved him 7800 bucks compared to typical commissions, if you will, that we discussed, seven and two and a half. Right. Darlene, $7,600 compared to the seven and two and a half. I had a, a lady that I'd met who sent me to sell her mother's condo in Langley, just firmed up in the last couple of weeks. It's over $600,000. we are talking about $12,500 extra in their pocket working with me compared to the other people they were talking to. And then I had another past client who had me sell his father's home in Surrey, a townhome, over 700000 And that firmed up in the last couple of weeks. And that savings was about $14,000 compared to the rate you hear at seven and two and a half. So I feel great. I feel like I'm doing everything I can for every single client that I meet. I'm making them happy. I'm saving them money and they're sending me other business. And that's really what I want to appeal to the listeners here. If you're looking to sell your home, go to our website. Please give us a call. We're going to show you how we can save you a lot of money. And and if someone calls, if you're, if you're, and it happens all the time, well, you know, we're thinking of selling a house. You're having dinner or you're playing cards or whatever. The conversation comes up and somebody says, well, you know, my brother-in-law is a realtor. He could really help you out. And that's how, that's how referrals and things get going. And you, Two have sold over a thousand homes in Metro Vancouver over the years, Dave. Though that's a lot of referrals available, should you uh, need to ask or show people uh, previous clients. That list goes on and on and on. Sure, it is. You know, I think both John and I we pride on ourse- pride ourselves always on the fact that most of our business does come from referrals and repeat clients who are really happy with the results that we've got them and really satisfied with the savings too. So we're constantly getting uh, sent out to friends and family. John, final word? Sneak peek. I've got a property in Maple Ridge coming up, 82 by 200 foot lot. It's in the official community plan for high density condominiums. It could be easily part of a land assembly. It could be a holding property. Four-bedroom, livable, old-character home. It's going to hit the market at eight ninety-nine within the next couple of days. This is something that any investors, uh, people that might want to be developers, give us a call. Call me because this is hitting the market soon and it's not going to last. Eight ninety-nine nine. And the number is 604-265-8280. If you didn't get a chance to jot it down, it's on the website, savewithjohnanddave.com. John and Dave, thanks much, guys. We'll see you again soon. Thanks, Sterling. Thank you, Sterling. We're back after this. And once again, our thanks to John Carlson and David Mater for another informative visit. They'll be back next Saturday with lots more. Time now for Dooley Noted, in which Vancouver consumer producer Ben Dooley has a look at a big consumer story. And today, Ben talks more troubles in the travel business, specifically a local agency whose license has been revoked. I'm Ben Dooley, and this is Dooley Noted. BC's consumer watchdog is warning consumers who booked with a Coquitlam-based agency to confirm their vacation plans. Consumer Protection BC cancelled Kimia Travel's license on March 16th for allegedly breaching BC's travel rules. And Regulatory Services Vice President Shahid Nawarni says they can't guarantee all services purchased will be received. It's important for consumers to understand that there is a real possibility Uh, We believe that they may not receive travel services purchased through Kimia Travel. If the travel was booked after January the 12th when the suspension was put in place, again, we will review that on a case-by-case basis. But generally, uh, travel booked after January the 12th uh, would not be um, uh, covered by the Travel Assurance Fund. On January 12th, Consumer Protection BC suspended the license for Kimia Travel because of its failure to submit required financial information to the provincial regulator. But Kimia Travel continued to sell travel services as recently as last week. Consumer Protection BC is urging anyone impacted to contact their airline, hotel, or tour operator to confirm their travel bookings are secure. 
If consumers discover issues with their bookings, Consumer Protection BC says those customers who paid with a credit card should contact the credit card company to inquire if charges can be reversed. I'm Ben Dooley, and that's Dooley Noted. Thanks, Ben. Time for a couple more consumer quickies before we have to go. Yesterday was National Puppy Day, and the folks at Consumer Reports released a list of people food we really should not share with our furry friends. It includes alliums, onions, garlic, and chives, and their powdered versions too, as all can cause damage to a dog's red blood cells. Also on the list, foods that have gone bad. Sure, your dog will eat the stuff, that's what dogs do, but moldy Spoiled food really isn't fit for man or beast. Fried or fatty foods can cause damage to a dog's pancreas or digestive system. And here's one I wasn't aware of. Grapes. Scientists aren't even completely sure what causes the reaction, but grapes, even one grape, especially for a small dog, can cause kidney damage and more. And that includes currants and raisins, too. Nuts aren't good for dogs either, especially macadamia nuts, which can cause fever and worse symptoms. In large amounts, foods that are really salty, like potato chips, can be harmful to a dog's kidney function. And this last item surprised me too. It's xylitol, which is an artificial low-calorie sweetener used in a lot of people food treats like gum and breath mints and lots of baked goods as well. Even a little bit of this sweetener can cause a rapid spike in the dog's insulin levels and drive blood sugar levels down to dangerous lows. Okay, so there's the keep-away list for dogs. How about cats? According to the report, cats are sensitive to certain foods, such as alliums, the onions and garlic category, but cats are also pickier eaters than dogs and much less likely to eat foods which can make them sick. I know, I know, not pickier, just smarter. Cat owners are relentless, aren't they? We've talked about the return of intersection speeding cameras to our streets, and most of us thought the fine money would go to ICBC to help with the dumpster fire cash flow situation. But this week, in Surrey, Attorney General David Eby announced the money raised from the fines of speeders at intersections will instead go to the cities where the cameras are located. Minus, of course, an administration fee for taking the picture in the first place. Eby says it's all about local road safety programs and infrastructure improvements. This is a change from the first idea to help reduce that crushing $1.3 billion deficit at ICBC, but... Uh, The new push is local, local, local. The only problem with this approach, according to critics, is that cities might once again, remember photo radar, become dependent on the loot they make from these red light cameras and turn their police departments into revenue-generating profit centers. If you have some thoughts on this issue, the government would welcome them, and you can share them with the provincial government up until April 5th. The place to go online to express your opinion is engage.gov.bc.ca. And if you have some thoughts about all of this and you want to make yourself heard, do it before April 5th. 
And that is our program for today. Thanks to producer Ben Dooley and to Andrew Ferreira at the controls for another smooth ride. We appreciate your feedback. If you have thoughts or suggestions, it's sterling at cknw.com. Send them along. I'm Sterling Fox. Join us again next Saturday at 2 for another edition of Vancouver Consumer. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.